بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. So this is the fifth lesson of the tafsir of Surah Al-Mujadila or Surah Al-Mujadila, chapter fifty-eight, and we said that this surah is a madani surah. This surah is a madani surah, and the purpose of this surah. Um, and as we have said a number of times, the purpose of the surah or the theme of the surah is a matter of ijtihad. We cannot confirm it 100%. But it seems that the purpose of the surah is to talk about the etiquettes of, of uh, discussions, um, talking to each other, secret counseling, and so on. And as we have said, if you remember in the beginning of the tafsir of this surah, we said that this juzu, this chapter of the Quran, yeah, which is uh, juzu number 27, okay, it started uh, with uh, Surah Al-Hadid, not exactly, but it started with Surah Al-Hadid, the Surah of Iron. Before, the, so before Surah Al-Hadid, we have Surah what? Surah Al-Waqa'a. As you know that Surah Al-Waqa'a obviously is the Makki Surah, okay? Surah Al-Waqa'a is a Makki Surah. Followed by this juzu, which is mainly Madani surahs, where as Sayyid Qutb rahimahullah ta'ala said that it seems that Allah Jalla wa'ala is preparing now the ummah for the istikhlaf, for the leadership of humanity. And Allah Jalla wa'ala started with this surah in this chapter. Of course, it doesn't mean that this is the first Madani surah. We have the first Madani surah, obviously, is Surah Al-Baqarah. Okay, but there is there are miracles in the orders uh, in the order of the Quran. Some of them we can know, some of them we don't know. So Allah Alam, after building the iman in the previous chapter, Allah Jalla now wanted to uh, highlight some needs, some of the etiquettes that the Ummah is in need of. So Allah Jalla Ala started with Surah Al-Mujadala after Surah Al-Mujadala, which is the etiquettes and the and the, uh, the adab, the akhlaq, the manners of being together and discussing things among yourselves. Then after that, Surah Al-Hashr. Surah Al-Hashr is dealing with the with different types of people. Okay, obviously in Medina there were in Medina there were. Uh, uh, mainly Jews, okay? There might be some Christians, but mainly Jews uh, Jews and Jewish, okay? In the same time. Uh, and and there were, there might be some Christians, there were many atheists as well. So Surah Al-Hashr, okay, after speaking about how we can discuss among ourselves, whether Muslims or even non-Muslims, because Surah Al-Mujadala is talking about this etiquette, this manners, whether it is taking place between Muslims or whether it is taking between Muslims and non-Muslims. So Surah Al-Hashr is now talking about the relationship on a wider perspective, the relationship between uh, Muslims and non-Muslims. Uh, it mentioned uh, the Yahud, it mentioned Al-Munafiqeen as well. We see some um, not similarities actually, but Surah Al-Mujadala mentioned here, especially in the ayat that we are going to discuss today, the uh, Surah highlighted or pointed out towards two people, the Munafiqeen, the hypocrites, and the Jewish people. Okay? So, uh, and then uh, in Surah Al-Hashr, which is the Surah that follows Surah Al-Mujadala, there is a lot of discussion about what? About Al-Munafiqeen and about the Jewish people, okay, who lived at that time. Uh, and then after that, after Surah Al-Hashr, we find that there is what? Surah Al-Mumtahina. Surah Al-Mumtahina is talking about what kind of, what is the basis for your allegiance and loyalty, okay, and what should not be uh, uh, a basis for that. Again, it highlighted or it mentioned, yeah, the 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 munafiqeen, 
okay the mainly the munafiqeen and the disbelievers okay uh, and it talks about different rulings of that surat al-mumtahina is focusing on allegiance and loyalty Okay. Okay. So the main subject of that surah is what? Wala and bara. Loyalty, allegiance. Yeah, whom you associate yourself with and whom you should disassociate yourself or Muslims from. Okay, whom Muslims should disassociate themselves from. We find that the topic of allegiance, yeah, is highlighted in the three surahs. Okay, it was touched on on Surah Al-Mujadala. Little bit and then the last verse of Surah Al-Mujadala uh, uh, the last verse of Surah Al-Mujadala لا تجد قوم يؤمنون بالله واليوم الآخر يوادون من حد الله ورسوله ولو كانوا أباءهم أو أبناءهم أو إخوانهم أو عشيرتهم أولئك كتب في قلوبهم الإيمان وأيدهم بروح منه لا تجد قوم يؤمنون بالله واليوم الآخر يوادون So now it is talking about kind of allegiance and love yeah, between Muslims and the enemies of Allah جل وعلا Surat Al-Hashr, obviously, also it highlighted the uh, principle of allegiance. And then it was concluded fully, okay, in Surat Al-Muntahina. Uh, so this is yani, the relationship between the three surahs and the surahs, the chapters before that, and the chapters that come after that. As we said that, this surah is rich of ahkam of rulings obviously we can't touch on all those rulings that were mentioned in the surah in the beginning of the surah allah jalla ala allah jalla ala mentioned the story of khawla bint thalaba and her husband and the incident that took place between them where he considered her as his mother okay and this is called mudahara. So she went and complained to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So Allah Jalla wa'ala used that incident or Allah Jalla wa'ala mentioned that incident and Allah Jalla wa'ala widened the scope of that discussion. It's a very profound way of addressing something. An incident that happened, you use that incident and highlight different uh, different perspectives of that incident and then you highlight the main issue with that incident or you highlight something okay particular about that incident so the surah used the same methodology mentioned that incident and then Allah Jalla commented on that and then Allah Jalla carried on the discussion okay uh, on that issue because this was Allahu Alam as we said but this was his intent Jalla wa'ala uh, obviously to talk about the the etiquettes of discussion yeah and uh, which is which is a main element of the relationship between people between human beings because what distinguishes human beings is their ability to communicate with each other now to highlight this okay the discussion is obviously a kalam so to highlight the kalam, the speech, you need to what to remember that Allah Jalla knows everything, Allah Jalla hears everything, Allah Jalla sees everything. That's why we see that this surah is highlighting this clearly, okay, clearly that the sama of Allah Jalla the knowledge of Allah Jalla in particular the sama, the sama, the hearing of Allah Jalla because it is what is it is relevant to discussion. Discussion takes place mainly by tongue. So Allah Jalla uh, highlights his sama, his quality or his attribute of a sama that he hears everything. Okay, so that incident was mentioned. Allah Jalla mentioned. Uh, his attribute of a sama. Then after that, Allah Jalla Ala commented. After that, if we say that in the same section, or we said that 
there, there were two sections. The first section ends by uh, verse number four and then followed by two by the other section which is uh, which includes two verses yeah Allah is commenting on that that be careful don't ever change challenge a change or a challenge Allah's rulings because the one who does this he is like the kafirin and Allah does like Allah hates this and Allah punishes such people with adab muhin humiliating okay humiliating punishment okay then uh, the third section ألم ترى أن الله يعلم ما في السماوات وما في الأرض ما يكون من نجوى ثلاثة again it talks about what the etiquettes of discussion among people or how people can gather together in one place discussing something so Allah Jalla said be careful you should remember that Allah Jalla knows everything so if there is a discussion between three people Allah is the fourth of them he knows everything he hears everything okay if there is a discussion between five people, Allah is the sixth of them. Then, okay, Allah said, if whatever commandments, whatever commandments uh, you received, you have to submit to those commandments. If you received any commandments and, okay, uh, you should adhere to those commandments. There were some people were prohibited from najwa, uh, from secret discussion among themselves. Don't do it, okay? Yet they, they did it. And not only that, okay, but they uh, discuss among themselves uh, secretly things that uh, the, the evil things, okay, evil things, uh, things that include ma'siyah, the things that include uh, sinning, uh, things that include transgression, things that include uh, the, the disobedient of the Prophet Yet they are hypocrites in front of you, yeah, in front of, sorry, uh, and those those people, they are so bad that even they do not respect you to, level, to the level that when they come to greet you, they greet you with something that Allah prohibited them from greeting you. And out of their arrogance, they say, why don't Allah what punish us? Yeah, Allah said, They will be there reward in the akhirah is jahannam and what is an evil dwelling and then allah jalla wa'ala confirmed ya ayyuhalladhina amanu idha tanajaytum fala tatanajaw bil ithmi wal udwani wa ma'siyatir rasuli wa tanajaw bil birri wa taqwa wattaqullaha alladhi ilayhi tuhsharun if you discuss okay your discussion should be good yeah should not be okay should not include evil things should include what is good it should be good it includes what is good, it should be about what is good. It should not be about what is evil. We are not stopping you from discussions. Even the scholar said, we are not stopping you from any secret discussion. However, the issue is how you do it and what is the main topic of what you do. Okay? And then Allah Jalla said, if this discussion yeah, takes place, uh, takes place, other believers who attend this discussion, they should not think that every discussion will harm them. And again, Allah Jalla mentioned the previous story, okay, or a previous incident, and Allah Jalla used that incident to highlight a principle that don't 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 think that you will be harmed by the discussion, the secret discussion of your enemies. No. That discussion doesn't harm you. What harms you or doesn't harm you? The shaitan, in fact, wants to make you sad, worried, okay? Uh, having anxiety about what may happen to you due to that 
discussion because you might think that they are plotting something about you. Don't worry about that. This is the outcome of the najwa or the impact of the najwa is from the shaytan. It is okay. Uh, in order to make believers grieving. Yeah. And then Allah Jalla mentioned another etiquette of sitting together, which is what? And this is the second call for the believers. Yeah. The first call is The second call Oh you who believe. Okay. If you were sitting together and you were told to give a space to give room to someone, then give room, be nice to each other. Allah will reward you, okay, of something, Allah will reward you something of the same nature of what you have done. And this is al-jaza'u min jins al-amal, as we have said, yeah? Allah reward, okay, or punish, as we will see now, okay, uh, uh, the, the reward or the punishment it is linked to the actual deed okay or it is of the same type of of the actual deed uh, so Allah Jalla is giving us this commandment yeah if you were told to 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 uh, to stand up yeah then uh, if you were told up, if you were told by a person of authority as it happened during the time of the Prophet Sallallahu then do that. Don't worry about your status. Allah Jalla raises the status of the believers. Allah Jalla uh, the believers and the people of knowledge. Allah Jalla knows that. Okay, so that was another etiquette. Then here a third or a fourth or maybe fifth etiquette that was mentioned and this is the third call okay to the believers now this is addressing what addressing the believers when they want to hear the translation by the way is not very accurate not necessarily as we said last time it is it does not mean uh, secret discussion all the time yeah it doesn't mean secret discussion all the time but najaytum uh, here if you discuss something with the prophet ﷺ privately not necessarily okay uh, secretly yeah or if you want to discuss something uh, with the prophet ﷺ, yeah not necessarily uh, in private if you want to talk to him yeah if you want to talk to the prophet ﷺ, a private discussion, yes, but not necessarily secretly. Then Allah Jalla Ala said, "Fakadimu bayna yadayna juwakum sadaqa." Give sadaqa first before prior to that discussion with the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So this is the general meaning of that part. Thalika khayrun lakum wa athar. That is better for you in the dunya and in the akhirah, and it is what athar. Athar means it is. Uh, more purifying for you, more purifying for yourselves. If you do not find a sadaqa to give before or prior to uh, having a, a private consultation or a private discussion with the Prophet وسلم, then okay, that is not a problem. Allah is oft forgiving. So this is the general meaning of this ayah, yeah, this ayah. Now, this ayah, uh, uh, this ayah, the scholars said that all the scholars agreed that this ayah was abrogated, okay? This ayah was abrogated. And, and uh, you know, As-Suyuti in his manzuma, uh, he mentioned this ayah as one of the ayat that was uh, abrogated. Mansukha. Okay. Abrogated means the hukum of it 
is not valid anymore. Obviously, the Prophet ﷺ died. Okay, no, not because of this. Even during the time of the Prophet ﷺ, this hukum was abrogated. Uh, Ali bin Abi Talib radiallahu ta'ala anhu, it was reported that Ali bin Abi Talib radiallahu ta'ala anhu said that no one acted upon this ayah from the believers except myself. Okay, no one acted upon the uh, this ayah, yeah, except myself. Allah Jalla commanded believers to give sadaqa before they discuss uh, anything with the Prophet Sallallahu or before they have a private conversation with the Prophet Sallallahu Then after that, Allah Jalla deleted this hukum, abrogated this hukum by the second verse, which is أَأَشْفَقْتُمْ أَن تُقَدِّمُوا بَيْنَ يَدَيْ نَجْوَاكُمْ صَدَقَاتٍ أَأَشْفَقْتُمْ بَيْنَ يَدَيْ أَن تُقَدِّمُوا بَيْنَ يَدَيْ نَجْوَاكُمْ صَدَقَاتٍ أَأَشْفَقْتُمْ means have you, uh, were you afraid of poverty? Okay? Yeah? أَأَشْفَقْتُمْ أَن تُقَدِّمُوا بَيْنَ يَدَيْ نَجْوَاكُمْ صَدَقَاتٍ Were you afraid of poverty? Okay? Uh, due to giving Sadaqa uh, before private cons uh, pro before private discussion with the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, yeah. So Allah jalla ala is saying, yeah, uh, were you afraid that this will uh, happen to you, or ashfaqtum here ashfaqtum is not you became afraid, or was it difficult for you to offer sadaqa before uh, before having a private discussion with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam two meanings but they are not uh, they are not uh, any, uh, contradicting each other then Allah Jalla Ala said فَإِذْ لَمْ تَفْعَلُوا and as you did not do okay uh, here it means as if you could not do yes means could not give sadaqah Every time you want to discuss something in private with the Prophet Sallallahu um, because that uh, you found that is difficult, you were afraid of poverty or you found it difficult, okay? فَإِذْ لَمْ تَفْعَلُوا yeah? You could not do that, yes? As you could not do that, وَتَابَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْكُمْ Allah Jalla Ala forgave you وَتَابَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْكُمْ فَإِذَا لَمْ تَفْعَلُوا And Allah Jalla Ala Okay uh, Forgave you Yes فَأَقِيمُ الصَّلَاةَ وَأَزُدْتُ الزَّكَاةَ Then establish salah Here the translation said at least Okay أَقِيمُ الصَّلَاةَ وَأَزُدْتُ الزَّكَاةَ Maybe at least was added because of English Or it, it doesn't really yeah, yeah, fit here فَأَقِيمُ الصَّلَاةَ وَأَزُدْتُ الزَّكَاةَ وَأَطِيعُ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولَهُ then establish the salah, uh, give the zakah, and follow or obey the commandments of Allah Jalla because Allah Jalla knows everything. So this is the general meaning. Now, as we said, that the first ayah commands the believers to give sadaqah prayer, uh, private discussions with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And then Allah Jalla Ala abrogated that hukum when he found it difficult for, well, of course Allah Jalla Ala knows that, but when the believers found it difficult to do that every time, so Allah Jalla Ala abrogated the hukum, that ruling, but Allah Jalla Ala said, continue establishing salah, giving the zakah, and obeying Allah Jalla Ala and his messenger. So this is the general meaning. Is the general meaning clear? Yeah, everyone, is it clear? Yeah, now, see, uh, as we said, it is an abrogated ayah by ijma'ah, by consensus, and it was abrogated uh, during the time of the Prophet ﷺ, and the first verse was abrogated by the second verse, okay? The scholars said, لم يعمل بهذا غير علي, as he mentioned, okay? So, it was abrogated immediately. Some, yeah, some narrations confirm that uh, this hukum continued for a few minutes only. Some uh, narrations mention that this hukum lasted for a few days only. Yeah, but some narrations said that it lasted for what? For a few minutes only. Yeah, and 
uh, uh, and those narrations, those few minutes, the only one who gave sadaqah before talking to the Prophet in private was Ali bin Abi Talib radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Okay, so this is, this is uh, clear. Now, here there is a discussion which is, what is, now the etiquette is clear that all you believe before you talk to the Prophet okay, in private, give sadaqah. So this is an etiquette. This is the right of the Prophet But why was it? Okay, the sadaqah, first of all, not to be given to the Prophet but to be given to the believers. Yeah, so the Prophet is not taking the money. No, it is the believers. So what is the, what is the point here? What is the wisdom? The scholars mentioned the three or Yani, I found the three, okay, three uh, possible wisdom. Okay, the first one is the believers uh, at that time, okay, zakah was not made obligatory. So Allah Jalla wanted the believers to give sadaqah, okay, because there was no zakah. And that's why Allah Jalla said, so if you don't do that, if you don't give the sadaqah, then uh, establish the salah and give the zakah. Some scholars said, no, the zakah was made obligatory, but was not enough. Yeah, the zakah was made obligatory, but it was not enough. So there were, that's why the believers were commanded to give sadaqah. Yeah, in order to, you know, to, to, to. Uh, balance the, the uh, shortages or the shortage of zakah, okay? Because it was not uh, sufficient. So this is one meaning or a wisdom behind it and you can say it is linked to or it can be seen a meaning. Another possible point, okay? Yeah, which is, which, which, is, which was mentioned by number of uh, scholars that uh, people at one point they wanted the Prophet they wanted to have private discussions with the Prophet everyone wants to have a private time with the Prophet everyone so Allah said to them yeah okay give sadaqah before that in order for them to what to think it wise before just asking the Prophet for a private time Okay, for a private discussion. Okay, give sadaqah. So it's not just okay, you want anything, go and okay, discuss with the Prophet. So this is another meaning. The third possibility, uh, the third possibility is, is mentioned by Al by Al Tahrir wa Tanweer, yeah, uh, by Ibn Ashur. I didn't find it except. Uh, by him. And I'm skeptical, generally speaking, if Al-Tahir ibn Ashur mentioned something that was not mentioned previously. Okay? I don't know whether it was mentioned previously or not. I didn't find it myself. Okay? I went to Tafsir bil Ma'thur. Yeah? I read it. There was nothing mentioned, okay, related to what Ibn Ashur uh, mentioned and, and he gave support to it and he made it yani, as that. The Rajah, the strongest opinion. He chose it to be the strongest opinion. Whereby he said that it is the second opinion. He did not refute the first opinion. Yeah, but he said as for the second opinion, which is Allah didn't want the believers, every single one of them to ask for a private time with the Prophet and to discuss with him. Yeah. Okay, and in order to stop them from doing that, Allah commanded every one of them to give sadaqah before taking that private time with the Prophet He said, no, that is, this is yani, against the aims and objectives of Sharia. Allah wouldn't do something like that to discourage the believers of having private discussions with the Prophet Allah wouldn't do that. But he said, the purpose of it is before they go to the Prophet before they go to the Prophet they need to what? To purify themselves by what? By giving sadaqah so their nufus, yeah, their nafs 
when they go to the Prophet ﷺ is a nafs, a tahir nafs, a purified soul. And it deserves to discuss something privately with the Prophet ﷺ. And Allah said to, and we all know, okay, he said, we all know that zakah is what? خُذْ مِنْ أَمْوَالِهِمْ صَدَقَةً تُطَهِّرُهُمْ وَتُزَكِّيهِمْ بِهَا The sadaqah purifies the person's uh, the, uh, spirit or, or soul, okay? So that's why the sadaqah here, once it is given, prayer to any private discussion with the Prophet ﷺ will purify the person, okay? And hence, he will be ready to sit uh, before the Prophet ﷺ in private. Allahu Alam, he said he gave preference to this opinion. Allahu Alam, whether that okay is uh, true or not. But many Mufassirim mentioned the second opinion. Okay. Uh, so these are the two ayat. Then after that, uh, we can say, as if you remember, we said that we can consider this as a separate section, then followed by another section, which is, أَلَمْ تَرَ إِلَى الَّذِينَ تَوَلَّوْا قَوْمًا غَضِبَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ مَا هُمْ مِنْكُمْ وَلَا مِنْهُمْ وَيَحْلِفُونَ عَلَى الْكَذِبِ وَهُمْ يَعْلَمُونَ أَعَدَّ اللَّهُ لَهُمْ عَذَابًا شَدِيدًا إِنَّهُمْ سَاءَ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Okay, Allah Jalla here is mentioning the issue of loyalty okay and allegiance now see why it was what is the munasaba what is the link between this and the previous ayat allahu alam allahu alam for me yeah is this ayat is talking about allegiance now sitting together yeah sitting together is a form of allegiance whom you should sit with okay means sit with in a form of allegiance and whom you should sit with maybe for a discussion or something of that nature so sitting with does not although it might lead to allegiance so the ayat here are talking about loyalty and allegiance yeah okay so that's why allah jalla here condemned okay started by condemning those who take Okay, uh, uh, okay, have you, uh, have you, O Muhammad, not seen those hypocrites who take, um, take as friends a people upon whom is the worth of Allah Jalla Ala, okay, i.e., the uh, Jews? Uh, so, uh, here Allah Jalla Ala, yeah, is condemning those who took, uh, those people whom Allah Jalla have uh, sent or uh, has put his anger or wrath upon yeah okay uh, uh, yeah uh, so Allah Jalla is condemning them condemning that okay they should not take those people as their allies okay they did not they should not have that allegiance okay and loyalty to them now, alam uh, tara, okay, haven't you seen? See, as we have said previously, either alam tara is general or it is addressing the Prophet ﷺ. It can be both, addressing the Prophet ﷺ, haven't you seen, O Muhammad, or alam tara is, is a normal uh, Arabic expression, okay, to draw the attention of the person who is reading or he or who is uh, listening to this alam tara okay in order to drag his attention as we said alam tara haven't you seen those uh, those tawallaw here okay tawallaw here what does tawallaw here tawallaw is not just taking friends okay tawallaw uh, is more than just taking friends taking them friends okay taking them yeah, uh, sorry, taking them as their allies, okay, uh, endorsing them, being endorsed by them. This is tawalla. It is like an intimate relationship, and that intimate relationship is not just a simple uh, friendship, it's not, it's not uh, something just uh, a social uh, 
uh, intimate relationship. No, it is. It it has a political meaning. Okay, uh, the word tawallaw in order to be understood carefully. Yeah. Okay. Tawallaw means you took. They took them as ali, uh, allies. Okay. There is a level of endorsement by both sides. Uh, there is a level of uh, allegiance. Okay. Political allegiance by uh, by. Okay. Uh, by them and it is not just simple natural friendship that can take place between two people so this is one thing yeah this is one thing the other thing is here Allah is condemning those who took those whom Allah is angry with or those whom Allah showed or sent his wrath and anger upon okay so it's not just the disbelievers la but those whom Allah is angry with, the enemies of Allah. Okay? Yeah? Now, uh, here, Yeah? The Mufassirin all mentioned that uh, those people are the Yahud, took the Jewish people at that time, yeah, as allies. Okay? Now, uh, took them as allies, despite, yeah, despite, Allah Jalla said, مَا هُمْ مِنْكُمْ وَلَا مِنْهُمْ Despite that, the, uh, those Jewish people are not Arabs, okay, not Muslims. مَا هُمْ مِنْكُمْ They are not part of you, and they are not part of them, means part of the, the munafiqeen, the hypocrites, they are not Arabs, so they are not Muslims, they are not Arabs. So why did they take them as allies? Why did they uh, sided with them? Why did they endorse them? Why did they became uh, they, why they intimate with them, having that strong allegiance, okay, uh, or st yeah, strong allegiance uh, between uh, both of them? Why did they have that kind of relationship? Uh, uh, and this, as we said, as we said, this is part of the etiquette that if you discuss with someone, uh, if you sit with someone, you need to know whom you, whom you should take as your allies, yeah? whom you should side with, whom you should be intimate with, whom you should have that political, uh, political allegiance with, and whom you should disassociate yourself with, okay? Uh, or disassociate yourself from, yeah, uh, and that is needed, okay, that is needed, why, because we are talking about what, the etiquette, the akhlaq, the rulings of what, of sitting together, uh, discussing together, being together, okay, this is uh, a very important ruling, okay, now here, just one point about the translation, now, why why the scholar the, the scholar said that this ayah was revealed this ayah was revealed this verse was revealed because the munafiqeen the hypocrites in medina took the jewish people of medina at that time as their allies okay and they were uh, as you know in the battle of al-ahzab and if you remember we said that this might this surah might have been revealed or this surah was revealed after the battle of al-ahzab so maybe this is referring to the battle of al-ahzab where there was an a kind of allegiance between the believers yeah sorry between the hypocrites and the jewish people of medina yeah at that time it might be referring to that or of uh, even if it refers to that it uh, it is general now alam tara ila alladhina tawallaw qawman ghadiba allah alayhim ghadiba allah alayhim this reminds us with this reminds us with surah what surah al-fatiha ghayr al-maghdub alayhim wala al-dallin all the scholars mentioned all the scholars of tafsir or maybe most of them mention that ghadiba allah alayhim mean ghadiba allah alayhim here is the same people mentioned there غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين المغضوب عليهم 
Yeah, they said that refers to the Jewish people. Now, see, we have to uh, differentiate here between the Jewish means those who follow uh, Judaism and not the Jewish people who descended from what? From a certain, uh, from a certain ethnicity. When the Quran, okay, refers to Yahud, yeah, or when in uh, Arabic language, when we refer to Yahud, we are not referring to Yahud who descended from a certain tribe or who uh, follow or who belong to a certain ethnicity. Yeah, no. The Quran is talking about what? The followers of Judaism. Yeah, the translation sometimes is misleading. Be careful. The word Jews, the word Jews not, does not necessarily refer to what? To the Jewish people, the followers of Judaism. It refers to the Jews means those who descended or those who are uh, uh, those who uh, for, um, those who belong to a certain ethnicity. Yeah, and the Quran, as we all know, yeah, uh, ethnicity for us is not an issue. It's ethnicity for Muslims is not an issue. There is no difference between Muslim, between Arabi, sorry, between Arabi or non-Arabi except by taqwa. As Allah Jalla says, the best of you, okay, is the best uh, in terms of taqwa. So this is just uh, yani an, an important point to be mentioned here. Again, uh, the Jewish people or the Christians who were referred to when Allah Jalla said, or غضب الله عليهم here, it is very clear, very evident that they are the followers of the distorted religion or the distorted religions of Christianity and Judaism. They are not the original followers of Christianity and Judaism because the original followers of Christianity, they are Muslims, okay? They, uh, the original uh, followers of Christianity, they might be called Christians, but in uh, and we call them Muslims because they submitted to uh, the will of Allah Jalla Ala and they submitted to what Jesus with what Isa alayhi salam commanded them. Yeah, and the followers of the original teachings of Musa alayhi salam, they are also Muslims, okay, uh, the, the Jewish or not Jewish, okay. Uh, the same if they follow the commandments of uh, the the original commandments of their prophet okay whatever they are called but at the end of the day it, this is Islam submission to the will of Allah Jalla according to what was given by the prophet of those uh, people okay this is just a point yani, to be mentioned okay so Allah Jalla is condemning those yeah, who are taking the condemning the hypocrites? Yeah, who are taking those people, the Jewish people at that time, whom uh, showed their enmity towards the Prophet وسلم, and towards the believers, and they are not part of them, and they are not part of the other people. And and when they are confronted by the Prophet they say, Wallahi, we didn't do that. Wallahi, we didn't do that. They swear oaths, and but these oaths are what? Lies. Yeah? This is وَيَحْلِفُونَ عَلَى الْكَذِبِ وَيَحْلِفُونَ عَلَى الْكَذِبِ is like وَيَحْلِفُونَ Okay? Uh, yeah, وَيَحْلِفُونَ عَلَى الْكَذِبِ they, 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 they swear, okay, they swear to a lie. يعني, they, 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 they swear, and what they swear on is a lie. And they know that they are lying. Yeah? They mentioned, some scholars mentioned, yeah, an incident here, and they said this ayah is referring to it. Some scholars said the ayah was revealed because of it. That there were uh, some munafiqeen, Abdullah ibn Ubay or uh, Abdullah ibn Nabtal, yeah, uh, those munafiqeen, they were uh, saying bad things about the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And one time, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was sitting, so they came, yeah, 
the Prophet ﷺ said to his believers, a man with certain qualities will come to you from this side. Yeah, so the, the man, that man came. And uh, when the Prophet ﷺ saw him, he said, why are you talking, okay, badly about us? So that man, he swore an oath. He said, no, 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 we never do that. I swear by Allah. Sorry, or I swear. Yeah, and he brought his friends and all of them swore an oath or oaths that they never done that. So they said, uh, so Allah Jalla mentioned this verse. As I said to you, some scholars said that this verse refer, refers to them. And those people, what are they going to get? Allah Jalla prepared for them a very severe very severe torment yeah uh, because of the evil things that they were doing the oaths that they used to say in front of the prophet وسلم, yeah they made these oaths a screen uh, a screen to protect them to protect themselves okay they took these screens, yeah, uh, they took the, these oaths as a screen, yeah, in order to stop people from accepting the uh, law of Allah Jalla or to, to stop people from following Islam, yeah, this is فصدوا عن سبيل الله they will receive punishment of the same type of what they have done and okay as we hear allah Jalla said they will receive what adabun not alim as it was mentioned previously but adabun muhin humiliating punishment on the day of resurrection their will their their wealth yeah their children yes will not help them on the day of resurrection they are the people of the fire of hell they will be dwelling in it some it was reported that some of those hypocrites they used to say oh when we die and we are resurrected yeah it was reported that this abdullah ibn nabtal used to say this if we die once we die if we resurrected if there is a re re resurrection if allah wants to punish us we will bring what we will bring our families and we will bring our wealth so our families will protect us our wealth yeah we can pay our wealth as a ransom look to the level of yeah the arrogance and the kufr uh, they they have so Allah Jalla said, this, neither their wealth nor their children will help them against the punishment of Allah Jalla They are the people of the fire of hell. They will be dwelling in it forever. And then Allah Jalla said, Okay, yawma, as we said, mansub as, okay, mansub, Yani, uh, in Arabic, as if Allah Jalla says, remember the day when Allah Jalla is going to resurrect them. Yeah? Remember that day. Yeah? Okay? Uh, and then when Allah Jalla resurrects them, they will what? فَيَحْلِفُونَ لَهُ كَمَا يَحْلِفُونَ لَكُمْ They will see the reality and they will what? They will swear oaths. To Allah Jalla that they did not mean anything, they were not plotting anything against the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Yeah? And they think, yes, that this will help them. Indeed, they are the liars. Okay? And their oaths, it will not help them. Or... Uh, 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 sorry, uh, so these oaths will not help them. Not only that, those sometimes because they were swearing an oath on the uh, in the dunya, 
they started, you know, when a person lies, 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 okay, and then he started to believe in his lies, yeah? So it is the same. On the day of resurrection, they will come and they will think that, well, let us make an oaths, yeah? Let us make oaths that we did not say anything, we did not say bad things to, yeah, okay, about the Prophet Yes, and they think that these oaths will what? Yeah, they will be sincere oaths or these oaths will help them, uh, but in reality, they are the liars. The, uh, some scholars here mentioned something very interesting. Yeah, they said, look, we had this ayah before, a similar ayah, صح? in the beginning. Okay, you remember? Yeah, about what? They were the kafirin receive uh, humiliating punishment. Similarly, here, yeah, Allah Jalla said they will receive humiliating punishment. Again, yeah, uh, on the day. Uh, sorry, so remember that day or they will receive humiliating punishment on the day Allah Jalla is going to resurrect them. As I said, some scholars mentioned something interesting here. Yeah, very interesting. He said, when Allah Jalla resurrects them, they will swear an oath as they used to what? To swear oaths to uh, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And they said, من مات على عمل بعث عليه the one who used to do something whether and this is a hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in in a sahihain yeah or in a sahih al muslim the one who uh, dies doing something yeah he will be resurrected doing the same thing okay or the one who dies on something he will be be resurrected on that thing so the scholars have two meanings regarding this hadith okay first of all they said this hadith refers to a shaheed, yes, because the shaheed he will die as a shaheed, yeah. And so the Prophet said, Don't change his clothes, okay, don't his, change his clothes, let him be resurrected on what, okay, on his clothes and with his blood, okay, as some scholars said. And this is an honor for him in front of everyone that he is what. Everyone is resurrected in a particular way. He is resurrected with his clothes and with his blood as a shaheed. Okay? And everyone will know him. Okay? So they said this, this hadith, okay, man mata ala shayin, the one who dies on something, he will be resurrected on it, refers to a shaheed. Some other scholars said it refers also, okay, to those who used to do certain deeds in this dunya whether good deeds or bad deeds yeah they will be resurrected doing those either good deeds or bad deeds yeah and subhanallah my dear brothers and sisters imagine imagine yeah you were or a person was doing evil deeds yeah either he was involved in yani ma'asi Imagine a person, astaghfirullah, died while he is doing zina, yeah, or watching haram, or uh, uh, insulting his parents, yeah, or doing any of those bad deeds, evil deeds that he would hide, okay, uh, while doing them. And on the day of resurrection, and he died while he was doing that because he continued doing those evil deeds. And on the day of resurrection, he is resurrected as a zani, okay? Or watching pornography. And everyone sees him like this, or insulting his parents, or doing these evil things. This is, in of itself, is enough punishment. The embarrassment and the situation, this is more than enough punishment. And they said that the one who is doing good deeds, it is very likely that he will die while he is doing these good deeds 
and he will be resurrected as an honor for him yeah doing that good deed so if he died if the person used to do a lot of sujood to Allah Jalla and he liked sujood so much and we have seen so many people yeah we have heard of so many stories of those who died when they were doing sujood yeah and they it is very likely that they will be resurrected in a state where in a state Allah alam how but where everyone will see them doing sujood imagine a person he used to love Qiyamul Layl and he died when he was doing Qiyamul Layl and it will be an honor for him on the day of resurrection in front of everyone that he will be what standing as a person of Qiyamul Layl or a person he was he died in his ihram yeah doing going for Umrah and he died on that status and or a person giving sadaqah and he died on that status and some scholars said that if a person liked okay liked a good deed in his dunya and he used to do that deed regularly it is very likely that Allah will take his soul while he is doing that good deed we ask Allah to be among those who whom their souls to be taken while they are doing such good deeds so on the day of resurrection they will be honored they will be honored and distinguished in front of everyone that they were they died on that good deed okay uh, last ayah yeah last ayah istahwad alayhim ash-shaytan fa ansahum dhikr Allah ulaika hizb ash-shaytan ala inna hizb ash-shaytan hum al-khasirun those people the shaytan has what istahwad istahwad in arabic means endorse them wrap them yeah covered them okay covered them embraced them yeah istahwad alayhim ash-shaytan fa ansahum dhikr Allah Look at this, subhanAllah, brothers and sisters. Yeah? The dhikr of Allah is the strongest way to kick out the shaytan. And it has mentioned in a number of verses, indications that either it is what? Dhikrullah or a shaytan. Yeah? And that's why the Prophet ﷺ, for example, he said when the person is sleeping and he wakes up, yeah, the shaytan will come to him. Yeah? Yeah, it was a long time, you are tired, etc., etc. Yeah, so complete your sleep. When he remembers Allah, what? He will be what? Huh? More active because the shaitan will what? Will run away. The Prophet said, the, 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 uh, uh, when, when the person, when the person uh, makes the adhan, the shaitan will run away. So either dhikr Allah or a shaitan. So if, subhanAllah, my dear brothers and sisters, this ayah is so, so yani powerful. It gives the glad tidings and it is also a warning for us. If a person finds himself, yeah, may Allah Jalla protect us from this. If the person finds himself that he is, remembrance of Allah Jalla is little yes the dhikr of Allah is little he finds salah is little dhikr Allah is little recitation of Quran is little is difficult for him he should be worried because Allahu A'lam may this is likely to be from the shaitan and he is closer to a shaitan الشيطان, the shaitan endorsed them, the shaitan embraced them, the shaitan controlled them, got hold of them, and as a result, the first thing the shaitan will do when he captured someone is what? To let him forget the remembrance of Allah. And this shows the status of dhikr Allah. And this shows when the shaitan is so worried that you remember Allah, the shaitan knows that the highest level of iman and the highest level of or the best of deeds is what the remembrance of allah yeah and there are of course number of hadith that talk about the dhikr of allah we don't have time to go for them 
Yeah, those people, Ula'ika Hizbu Shaytan, they are the party of the Shaytan. Ala inna Hizb Shaytani, the party of the Shaytan, they are the real uh, losers. And this is the end of the tafsir of this part. Look, subhanAllah, in this ayah, the Shaytan, yes, the title of a Shaytan was mentioned three times. Yeah, I did not find a name that is mentioned three times in one verse except what? Except the shaitan and the fir'aun. Allahu alam. If you find something else, let me know. Yeah? In Surah Hud, طيب, Allah Jalla Ala mentioned uh, mentioned fir'aun three times in one verse. Yeah? Um, uh, the ayah uh, Musa Biayatina was Sultan Mubin, Ila Firauna, Wamalahi Fatabo, Amra Firauna, Wama Amru Firauna Birashid. Three times, okay? Three times. And here the Shaytan is mentioned three times in one verse. And this shows that sometimes the evil can be strong and nothing to protect you from the evil except the remembrance of Allah Jalla Allah. We ask Allah Jalla Allah to protect us from the Shaytan. We ask Allah Jalla to protect us from anything that is evil. Barakallah feekum, jazakumullahu khaira. And inshallah next time will be the last uh, the last part of this great surah. We ask Allah Jalla to give us life to okay to, to, to finish the surah and to benefit from it. Barakallah feekum, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.